Mr. Screamer. That one by me. Hello and welcome back to Chitty Chatter. It's been a couple of weeks, but we are back recording now. That the boys have completed their move into the new place. Ed and Zav, how are you boys doing? Yeah, we're doing well. Um, it's a great, great little spot we've got, the Nook. Um, so we're not going to put the address out. We don't, we don't want fans coming after us. So No, of course. Um, that's um, why we moved out of our last places. That's the it. amount of fan mail we got was off the charts. Yeah, I can was... only imagine. Big price That's issue, good. but no, me went really well. Um, I've had a lot of people drop in, so yeah, life's going well. Very, very nice. Jealous I can't come and visit, but uh, we're still in lockdown here at the moment in the UK, but we have a roadmap now, Boris announced last night. So uh, over the next coming months, we'll get more and more relaxations if uh, everything goes to plan. And then, Was it 21st uh, of June? That's, ever, that's the day everyone's talking about? 21st of June, yeah, is 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 freedom apparently. There's already a Twitter account called How Long Till How Many Days Till the 21st of June. Yesterday was 119. So, um, I wonder what today's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's um yeah, slowly relaxing. Obviously, they don't want to go into a third, a fourth lockdown. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. But the rumor, the I mean, the word in the street is if we can make it to that June period, by then we'll be allowed um, fans in football stadiums to a certain amount. So the Euros could be on for me if I can get some tickets. Huge. Yeah. Exciting yeah. No, very exciting. But anyways, we will we will talk about some football. Um, and before we get into the the nitty gritty of the episode, what have you boys noticed in the in the past few weeks? Um. I think one I noticed over the weekend was Sabitzer's goal in Bundesliga. I've shown I showed both of you that goal. I was yeah. just taken back of like how the hell it dipped like that when it was that close to the goal. Like you watch it in slow mo, and the ball's obviously bobbled, and he's just hit it perfectly. But the mount is just like I haven't seen a strike like that in years, where it's just dropped and swerved and just knuckled like that. That was. Yeah, quite something to watch, and that was a big win for Leipzig as well. It was Bayern drop points, Dortmund gained points, Haaland and Sancho killing it to Bundesliga spicy. Very uh, heating up a little bit, which is good. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I'm just enjoying waking up in my new place and going onto YouTube, and there's just been football highlights of some sort every every single day. So yeah. it's a nice way to kind of start your day if you're watching. No Barcelona lose again, ha ha ha. Or, you know, <laughs> I'm sure we get into that. I'm sure we. But um, yeah, I, I just I just love it that any day of the week there's going to be some matches from uh, one of the big five leagues or the Champions League or something like that. So plenty of entertainment out there. So I'm loving that. How about yeah, you? Yeah, plenty of football happening at the moment. Um, I, I noticed a couple of things. Um, so. I will, I can, we can just run through them very, very quickly. But uh, Ryan Reynolds and his mate Rob McKelney, I don't know, that might be how you pronounce it. Um, they officially took over Wrexham AFC, the third oldest nice. football club. Um, and I don't think they're doing too well in the national leagues at the moment, but they're based in Wales. Um, and so, they, yeah, they completed their takeover, which was pretty cool to see. Um, and then also there was uh, a video pop up on Twitter of FC Zurich's club president's dog invading the pitch during their league <laughs> game. Um, so they had to stop the game to try and get the dog off the field. Um, and then one thing I noticed come through from the lads over A-League memes was a guy's 12-leg multi. He had a $1 oh. stake um, and it was all the like games from the Prem, well, most of the games from the Prem this week. Uh, some hearts in there where he got Everton to beat uh, Liverpool at $6.50, West Ham to beat Spurs at two fifty, 
um, stuff like that. He had, yeah, Southampton, Chelsea draw at 350. His last leg draw Brighton, Crystal Palace, $3.30. Mm. He had it all the way till the 95th minute and then Teke scores no. it. Uh, an undeserved goal for Palace. What a finish though. Yeah, cost the guy. I mean, he only put a dollar on, so he only lost a dollar, but his potential winnings were $12,404. I don't know if you saw though, Sportsbet like made most of it from a marketing sense. They paid him out. Oh, did they? They did a whole like, you know, like, you know, unlucky bet sort of promotion and they paid him the whole 12 and a half K. Sportsbet are very, very good at uh, their social media. Like, they pick their moments because that's like a drop in the ocean for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, any any kits today? Zab, I can see you wearing a, a little Liverpool number. This number came recently. My brother and I decided to get each other early birthday gifts, and I've got Van Dyke on the back. Um, unfortunately, nice. he will not wear this shirt that often this year. Uh, yeah. I think he only wore it once, but um, it's a very, very different sort of kit. I mean, I mean, Guy, I know you weren't a big fan of it at first, but I, yeah. it, it's come around to me. It's a very nice color. It's probably more. You wouldn't really wear it as a football shirt in a way. It's oh, no. Wear. Wow. It's, a bit it's street the Liverpool. Is it the third kit? Yeah. It's a, yeah. No, this is technically the away kit. Oh, away. The yeah. The third one's a back one. But uh, it's yeah, got the Prem badges right. on it because we're still champions until that's May. true. Yeah. Yeah. Live it up while you can. I really like it. And how about you? I see you've got your lovely yeah. black Chelsea kit on. Yeah. So I got my Chelsea kit from last season, the, the third kit, which was a bit of a nightmare to actually get my hands on but it's got Mason Mount in the back and uh, obviously yeah tonight we are playing Atletico in the Champions League so very very big game for for Tuchel um, and the boys but uh, hopefully we can get up um, yep. I'm, I'm wearing an old I'm also wearing a jersey but uh, it's yeah, an old school, high school jersey so Dead. it's comfy so that's uh, my but who's, on the, who's on the back again uh, on the back's an interesting nickname we don't <laughs> Alrighty, so yeah, today's episode we will be talking about the A League match weeks that we have missed. So we've missed a couple, but we'll be talking about match weeks seven, eight, and pretty much all of nine. Sydney and uh, Melbourne City have just finished as we have started recording, um, and then we'll also talk about the Champions League knockouts that have happened so far and the ones to come, and then uh, some highlights from the Europa as well because there's a lot of games there that we could talk about, but. Uh, We'll see how we go. And then, of course, as always, there will be some trivia to finish off. Um, so let's take a look at A-League Week 7. Some highlights from uh, Week 7. We had Bar- Barbarossa's finally scoring for, for Sydney FC. He scored a double in our 2-0 win against the Knicks. Um, and then you also had Quoll off the bench, uh, a double in that uh, fixture against Western United. Um, the man is absolutely on fire. Um, and then probably my highlight from the round was Mork and Kilkenny, uh, their exchange uh, throughout the um, Adelaide and Perth game, which Perth went on to win. Um, Mork saying that uh, Kilkenny wasn't good enough for City and that's why he left. And then Kilkenny finding out at the end of the game and saying maybe he'll, he can go uh, talk about it in his diary. Obviously, Mork has released some player diaries. So, boys, what have you made of that round? I think that was some of the stupidest chat from Moore. Kilkenny's one of the most well-respected <laughs> players in the league and has a very good career. And he actually played a lot of minutes at City. So I yeah. don't know who Stephen Moore is like, at halftime, oh yeah, we're up 1-0, let's chat shit. Oh, you get banged. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, didn't understand that one at all from him. I mean, Kilkenny was a player of the season, one of the seasons he was at City. 
everyone's everyone who plays with him just says like he's such a professional and he plays like pop, you know plays out of his skin every time yeah, yeah. also he yeah. is the leading assist maker in the a-league and you know fun fact yeah Morks, i'm all for the fun facts but i just yeah i i don't get it but i also just kind of love that just nonsensical shit talking because it it is what makes the A-League what it is because it's not like someone like Messi and Ronaldo having a debate against each other or some of the trash talking you see in like basketball and a lot of American sports there's a lot of that I just love it's like just two mates absolutely or two people just in Australia just going at each other for no reason and it just makes no sense but I love it it's quintessentially Aussie it's quintessentially A-League yeah, exactly. No, it was, it was great to see. I mean, yeah, we just love a bit of Aussie banter. Um, and then there's a couple of games in there that, uh, yeah, stock standard, but probably the the one that caught uh, our eyes besides that would be Raw uh, whacking victory 5-2. Um, I believe uh, McDonald got a double um, as well as the, the Japanese striker. I can't remember his name. He got a double as well. And Denzel... Uh, Dylan Wenzel Hall scores again too, so plenty of youth scoring. Um, shall we jump on to, to week eight? Or is there anything you guys want to touch on in, in the week seven? No, look, I just think it's, again, seeing these high-scoring matches, if that happens once a week, I, I'm not even complaining. It's just good highlights to have coming through and, yeah, yeah. makes the league more interesting. So those high-scoring matches, uh, here to say, I'm happy for it. Yeah, um, it was a good. It was a good. Uh, West Western Sydney derby though, Macarthur versus Wanderers. Yeah, a draw. A draw in that game. Yeah, no, it was good to see the Scottish boy Doran scoring and Coxie's back. But um, no, I just thought, yeah, it's a high-scoring game. It seems really like if a team has um two fixtures in the round, it's very hard for them to back it up. But the only team who seems to be able to back it up is Central Coast Mariners, which again yeah. goes against all belief. Yeah, exactly. I, I have no idea how Central Coast are doing it, but uh, yeah, they continue to do it through the through the next coming weeks. So week eight was a much smaller fixture round. Um, yeah, the A-League, for me being over here, is so hard to understand what games are where and so hard to follow. I mean, all the apps I use have postponed games throughout the whole fixture list, so I don't know what's happening. Yeah, um, yeah. But the Melbourne lockdown really played a role in that because it was meant to be yeah. like a flurry of games and then all Melbourne teams had to stop training because they couldn't leave. So there was like five days and then they can't play straight after that. So mm. that's why there's going to be probably for the next like five rounds lots of postpones because they're yeah. trying to fill in They're, um, they're out of lockdown a- now, right? Yeah. 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 Cool. No, it is a testament to, you know, all the work which must go behind the scenes because oh, yeah. it's hard to keep up with at least there is football, right? It probably would be easy if they just put a blanket two-week kind of not ban hiatus on games and just be like, let us sort this out. But they've just been agile enough to say, yeah, we can keep on moving it on. If one team's played 10 times and another team's played five times, we'll make it work. So yeah, I've been loving it. But um, another thing I was loving is just Newcastle. They've just been able to get these like results against a red-hot Brisbane, even nil-nil pretty dour game i'm just pretty impressed impressed that the you know old defensive boys in bogart and top of stanley they're still just getting it done and so yeah for a squad which is paper thin um that they're doing wonders and i'm really happy to see them yeah not at the bottom of the table which it could have been easy to say so um, i mean yeah, yeah we all picked them to be down that way and um i mean after round week nine 
um, which we'll get onto a bit, they creep into the six. But um, yeah, in, in eight, we had CCM pick up points again, 2-0 on the Knicks. And then probably highlight of the the week eight round, um, as you mentioned, there was the, the the Melbourne lockdown. So it's only, yeah, a couple of games. But um, MacArthur absolutely whack Adelaide 4-0 and Derbyshire gets his hat trick, um, which is good to see the man scoring. I mean, he started kind of slowly, but uh, he's on his way now. And MacArthur, uh, I mean, a little bit inconsistent, but uh, winning games. So it's good to see. I think see. it's more surprising that Mark Milligan scored and it wasn't a penalty. Yeah. Madness. Very true. And then, yeah, Matty Simon got a goal for, for CCM as well as he continues his uh, scoring exploits. Um, and then week nine is another big week, um, probably highlighted by the VAR controversy um, in Adelaide. What were your guys' thoughts on on those uh, hat-trick of penalties from, from Tommy Urich? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, just on first glimpse, just for some of them, it's just... Yeah, it is infuriating at times, but I mean, especially when you've become, I guess I'd say a bit desensitized to the whole process. Um, and if you're not invested, I just like, oh, that should be this. It gets overruled. It's not a surprise to me anymore. So yeah. I don't think I get as agitated and make a huff and puff out of it because I'm just so used to it. So it's a bit. It's a bit sad that teams will be having these calls go against them. But I, I know for me personally, I just yeah, I'm just. Yeah. Over it. It's weird. I mean, I think we watched and we saw the first pen, and we're like, oh, surely he'll overturn that. And yeah, like, I it, couldn't. It felt like an easy decision in our heads, and it's like that's like you feel like yeah, it's going to be obvious. Like I can see it from here, but then like it doesn't switches the game. Like yeah, no. I couldn't believe it. Like for the for the third one, it's a handball. Like it's unlucky. Yeah. There's not much you can do. But the first two, Mork, like really milking it, yeah. <laughs> pulling his oh. best um, Salah against Man City with a <laughs> touch of touch of the arm, and he goes down. Sorry, Zab, I had to. Um, but yeah, just I mean, it, it's a credit to CCM to um, to cop three three penalties in a game and still look like the better side, play some really good football and score some good goals. Um, and it was interesting, sorry, we heard that um, we were watching it and at halftime we saw Mork come over to the touchline and he was just like, they're like, oh, that was a pretty soft penalty, you know. Um, do you think you made more of that? And he was just like, well, if you're anticipating contact, you know, you're going to go down. And I'm like, well, no, you just, I get what he's saying that, if you like, you're going to brace yourself or whatever, but it doesn't mean you go down in that fashion. I just don't think yeah. you can by saying that. So, yeah. yeah, not not great comment. It hasn't been a great couple of weeks for Morky. Just stay off the microphone. He doesn't seem to learn. I don't know what's Gosh. happening with him. Um, and then obviously, uh, Bessart Barisha gets a double and a West United thumping of MacArthur, uh, 4 1. To see him back on the score. It's weird with Western United. I feel like just because of how the A leagues work, I just haven't seen them play that yeah. much because yeah. their games are. I think they're on six or maybe like three less than Mariners and half the. It's very hard to keep up. As you, I mean, I can imagine it from afar. It'd be even worse. But from here, yeah. like the Mariners have played nine. Sydney have only played six. United have only played six. It's just like so back yeah. and forth. So, yeah, no, it was good to see United. It's good to see Borussia, even though he's what seventy-five still scoring. <laughs> yeah, well. um 
his his two goals in that game take him outright second all-time highest scorer in like Australian football leagues. So that includes NSL and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I saw that. Um, that's, yeah. I, I think it's just an awesome story because you just yeah. think he's been a pest and he's been around for so long. And I think because we're so close to him, you know, when you're like kind of living in a moment of history or living through someone's greatness, it's hard to kind of like step back and be like, get the perspective on it. But he's just been a revelation. And I, I kind yeah. of keep on hoping he... Um, stays around. I remember on the Fox pod, he was on there maybe a month ago and he was saying, I love it. I love hard work. And I think with him growing up in that kind of powder keg, which was the Balkans, he was saying it just made you tough and it made you yeah. want everything so much more. So fair play to him. But the bloody form books have just been thrown out because of the scheduling. Like yeah, you, very would much. Say, you would think MacArthur would be there just and would probably roll them. But yeah. The two, the two new teams. I don't know. Was that the first time they played? I think it might have been. I think yeah. So that's that's the first time the uh, yeah the new. I, I, there was a there was a phrase on social media going around, but yeah, it was it was the battle of the new teams, a battle yeah. of the expansion sides, and yeah, West United come out on top even after Macarthur wallop Adelaide. So yeah, I mean, if there's anything I think we've learned from this season so far, it's that the form book doesn't exist. Um, yep. Looking at the table, they're like even Central Coast, who are top, uh, uh, loss, win, win, loss, win. Like, I mean, the the most normal looking records for a side that are doing well would be Western Sydney and, and Newcastle Jets, who are a couple of draws and a couple of wins each. Um, yeah. But everyone else is, yeah, all over the shop in terms of wins and losses and draws. But I mean, it ke- it keeps it exciting. Um, and then. I guess the other highlight so far from the round is is the game that's happened tonight uh, with City doing Sydney in um, 3-2, going up 3-0 and, uh, yeah, Jamie McLaren scoring a double. Um, Sydney Sydney could have gone uh, further out the table with a couple of points there. But, uh, yeah, somehow Melbourne City have picked up a win there. Yeah, so the first two goals, uh, we missed a bit of the game. But, like, it was... Very sloppy defending. I know everyone going through social media just seemed like Sydney were not at the paddock in the first half, especially. Yeah. I mean, they came back. Good to see Wood getting another goal and Ninky, but um, it just looked like a pretty shot. I watched both goals just were absolute tap-ins for uh, Adrian Luna and McLaren. Like, they're just, like, poor mistakes, like, not defend- not clearing the ball quick enough, kind of ball-watching. So, as, as we're following on from our previous point, form guide means nothing. Yeah. No, it's been but interesting. No, it's, it's, it is it is interesting state the league's kind of in, but I, I expect it to, especially with restrictions and stuff, it'll probably roll on like this for another, I'd say, month or so with it just being a bit up in the, up in the air, which is good as well for these contests because whilst they might not be as significant as they're coming around, it just means that it's going to be an even competition. So yeah. it's very tight at the moment. But one thing, I might just hijack the script a little bit here. Oh, God, here we go. We're here, we're fresh. Xanthi, Popovich. I was going to mention, so, yeah. Super fresh. So what do we think, Debs, is going to happen, first of all, with Popper, Popper's coaching credentials and mm. where could we see him coming back in, especially maybe we can tie this in with the Melbourne teams. Um, yeah. Then also with all those Aussie players over there, some, you know, highly capped soccerers. What do you reckon is going to happen to them? Yeah, see, it's interesting, isn't it? Um. I think I think it's mainly interesting because Bill Pappas, who um, owns Sydney Olympic, run uh, owns Xanthi as well. So 
Um, I think people expected Popper to get a lot more time and a lot more leniency there than he would have got when he was in, in Turkey. Um, yeah. So to see him sacked, uh, yeah, I would, didn't see it coming. But yeah, my initial thought after seeing that was not where Popper would go, but wow, imagine being one of those players from Australia that he's managed to convince to come over. You're in a country where you probably don't know the language um, and you're in second division in Greece. Will you keep getting game time under the new coach? I mean, you've got Paul Itzo, Matt German, um, Josh Belante, uh, Christian Popovich. Like, will, are they going to keep playing? That's the question. I don't know. I think we could see a lot of them uh, probably move because <laughs> they would have gone there for Popper. Like, that's the reason they've gone. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I was going to ask, I mean, I was going to ask, was Kisnorbo and Brebner going to be able to turn things around or will they be shown the door? I mean, Kisnorbo picking up a win against Sydney, they could start to, to win some games now. But I could very much see Popper being brought into victory to, to bring them off the bottom of, or attempt to bring them off the bottom of the table. Yeah, I think the victory board will kind of go for anything now, at least yeah. with Poppy experience. And he'll probably, if he'll just bring the whole squad across, he'll bring his son over. You know? He hasn't done yeah. that before. <laughs> so, um, so it wouldn't surprise me if Popper heads to victory. And uh, I, could, I can kind of see that match. It's not like a, a big heavyweight A-League staple club with a big heavyweight A-League coach. Yeah. Match made in heaven in a way. Yeah, I could see that just we wake up one morning in a couple of weeks and that's happened. Mm. Uh, it just wouldn't surprise me. And no, it wouldn't. I think, I think as well, considering, I mean, not that A-League allegiances mean a heap, but when he left Wanderers, he went to Perth, which isn't like a big deal. And he hasn't, you know, it's not like he's coming back for a Sydney job or something yeah. like that. He's going to victory. So I, I can just, yeah. Like I said, wake up, see it happen, and be like, "Yep, that that makes sense." Because he's too good a coach, and he's proven himself in the A League. He will be the one of the top two coaches in the A League. So it, I guess it's then on him: would he take the victory job for a year and a half, build up his reputation? Because he's probably been a little bit burnt with this Anthony thing. He yeah. thought it was going to be a big, you know, diving board for him, but um, now it's does he take stock and come back to the A League, or does he? try and make it somewhere else in Europe. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, uh, like Crystal Palace, when when he was at Western Sydney and winning the Champions League and stuff like that, they were in for him. And I mean, obviously he hasn't had as nearly as much success as he did in those first couple of seasons with Wanderers, but he has a very big uh, coaching CV. And I'm sure mm. there's clubs in, in Europe who will need a manager in the next couple of weeks and he's here. It's going to be easier, easier for him to, to get around Europe than to get back into Australia. But I think victory is the option that makes sense probably for, for him at the moment. And then hopefully, like you said, can springboard and can go overseas and have a successful move. Because we've seen a lot of coaches leave the A-League and not have successful stints overseas. Um, but yeah, so that, that's the, uh, the A-League wrap-up from us. Uh, we still have the the victory in the Knicks to uh, come tomorrow, um, which could be a, an interesting game. It's a battle of the 11th versus 12th. Uh, Wellington with a draw in their last game and victory with three losses in a row. Um, so that'll be a really interesting one. I I would tip Wellington to win, but uh, I don't know about you boys. Yeah, I'd probably think... I don't think Wellington, are, from what I've seen, they're not really playing badly at all. They're just getting decimated by injuries, really, and just such an unlucky squad at the moment. Whereas you look at victory and 
they're just not in a lot of games. And they're, and they're just getting thumped. And they're they're just yeah. the worst team in the league now, which yeah. which is strange because obviously a lot of the bigger clubs will have a down year. Like, you know, um, Wanderers, I think under Popper's last year or something yeah. like that. It was maybe three or four years ago, maybe a bit longer ago. But that was a nightmare year for them. Sydney, mm. obviously, at the start of the 2010s were in a bit of strife. But it's generally one year and then they bounce back up into the top six, maybe yeah. not back into time of contention. And Victory obviously had a terrible year last year, but it seems it's more of the same. Got so even worse. Small yeah. club. Small club, I think. Maybe, maybe. maybe. So who do you think is going to win that game? Wellington. I think, yeah, yeah similar to Ed's thoughts, like Wellington haven't been playing too badly. I think obviously you've got to take into consideration their new home is now Wollongong, which is what no one would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> so they are still adjusting and it's all still a whole process. But um no, like I, any of the games I watched them, like I remember when they played Newcastle, and I think they unluckily lost in that one. They didn't play that badly. They are not playing horribly. They're just finding it really hard to see out games and yeah. to score consistently a lot of goals. So their defense is quite resolute. They've got a really strong midfield, but um, yeah, I still would back Wellington. I don't yeah. think victories yeah. anytime soon going to improve their form unless Popper comes over. Mm. Yeah, so that, that'll be an interesting thing to keep our eye on. Um, and when we are back, hopefully in, in uh, the next two match weeks, we'll be able to look into the A-League a little bit more. And who knows, Popper might be uh, back in Melbourne and, and mm-hmm. coaching the team. Um, but let's jump on in to the Champions League. Uh, Ed, do you want to talk about Barcelona <laughs> PSG? Does he ever? Do I want to talk about PSG absolutely thumping Thumping the uh, boys from Catalonia. Look, um, I got up. We got up for this game, and we we're watching it on Zab's lovely new TV, which he's done a great job of sourcing. And yeah. we were flicking in between the Liverpool um, game and Liverpool Salzburg. No, Leipzig. Sorry, Leipzig. Um, yeah, yeah. Owned by the same people. It's all good. Yes. Um, and we somehow managed to see all seven goals seen by flicking between two channels, wow. which. Uh, we just timing was great. Enough, really, um, <laughs> so it was fantastic to see. But the game itself, look, I remember being because you know when you wake up for football, you don't have this problem as much now. But you're a bit out of it. You're a bit dazed. Yeah. But this game was kind of like in your face from the get go, especially with that ridiculous penalty. Yeah, um, for Mickey Young. I understand where people are coming from, saying, "Oh, you know, maybe." He got clipped beforehand, but if you have VAR and the camera angles don't show it being made contact, like it just it just leaves no room for the defenders to have any, I guess, semblance of being able to put their body out there. Because that means in any kind of context, you'd have to give like a media diameter or circumference around every player in yeah. case someone, you know, clips. So I found that to be a bit infuriating, but um, luckily Three minutes later, uh, a cheeky, cheeky flick over from Marco Verratti. Um, Very lovely goal. Oh, it was yeah. it was beautiful. I remember we watching that and we were just like, that's just because you know I think one of Mbappe's talents is when you're seeing from the high up cam- camera angle shot, it looked like it was like bouncing around there. Had a few rebounds. No, he's just got that cleaner feet. It was just impressive to see and thumps it home into the top left-hand corner. Um, and from then on in, it was I, – I can't remember because I do watch a bit of Barcelona in the Champions League especially. And I know they've been on a downturn for a couple of years, but 
they just could not create a chance. And I don't think yeah. we defended that impressively, but it was surprising to see a PSG midfield with, I guess, that much metal to it. Because Marco Verratti, he's like my favourite PSG player and he has been basically since he signed and since I started supporting him. I swear he only... I was saying this to them. I swear he only like turns up in the Champions League because <laughs> he'll be on the match card um, for Ligue 1 and then he'll like just won't play any any minutes in Ligue 1 but he'll always roll out for the Champions League and he always delivers. So yeah, he just yeah. ran that midfield and he's just that kind of player who... He's, he's made for the Champions League. So yeah. being able to do that meant that the front three worked surprisingly well of Bacardi and Moise Keane because Moise Keane scoring. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He, and he's had he's been a revelation at PSG, especially. Really um, has. Yeah, he's just been banging goals for fun. And I hate your celebration. Just have a smile, mate. Have <laughs> a good time. Go up. But. Um, yeah, just seeing um, him get on the score sheet and then obviously Mbappe's um, rebound goal was, um, you know, he's just, he's that's what is most impressive about him is he scores the bangers, he's got that quick feet, but he's also not there missing sitters. He's just there in the right place at the right yeah. time. He's such a complete player. And I just think Barcelona, look, the questions will probably be on them. I know they had a great run in the league, but to come across, like, I'll admit PSG played well, but... Do I think PSG probably should have been 4-0 up? I, I, I don't think so. It could have been 2-0 very easily. But some of yeah. that defending, you know, PK's little weird oh. <laughs> the great The great meme of him pulling Mbappe's shirt. Oh, all of that. Um, yeah. So, no, it was, it was a really – it was a great – it was one of those great Champions League games, which, you know, it's yeah. kind of like one of those – like a lot of it's been saying it's the changing of the guard – it's one of those kind of highlight games. Remember when Gareth Bale scored a hat-trick at San Siro against yeah. um, Inter Milan? And it's one of those games you will see highlighted in 10 years' time and be like, that's what made you know Real Madrid buy him for $250 million in COVID. Or that's when it was before he led PSG to win the Champions League. He had this great run of form. It was yeah. one of those kind of seminal games. So I think the second leg, I expected... You know, I don't think anyone's going to be like Barcelona is going to be coming back, but I don't think everyone's writing them off. I think mm. it'll probably be a dower, maybe like one-one after such an explosive game. Barcelona will be just trying to save face, and PSG will just go there and um, get the job done. But um, yeah. very happy PSG fan at the moment. Can you tell he's a PSG fan? <laughs> <laughs> No, I can. Uh, yeah, it was a very, very good game. Um, obviously, Mbappe hat trick becomes the youngest hat trick scorer. Um, in the Champions League, I think in the knockouts, but it might be Champions League altogether. Um, wow. But yeah, very, uh, very, very good from a young man. As you mentioned, it could be the changing of the guard. Uh, Halland also scored a, a double in Dortmund's three-two away win to Sevilla. Um, on he was on the online for a hat trick, but uh, couldn't quite get that third one and, and become the, the youngest hat trick scorer, beating Mbappe yeah. a day later. But um, yeah, Sevilla grab a late goal there to make that a little bit spicy heading back to, to Germany. And then obviously Liverpool with a with an easy 2-0 win over Leipzig. Um, and Porto surprising Juve with a, a 2-1 win in, in their first leg. Yeah, Porto looked Porto look just looked resolute. I and I don't think Juve actually really, uh, towards the end, they start to threaten a little bit more. But 
I was watching the back half of that game. They didn't really like push Juve that hard. Um, yeah. It was, yeah, it was good win for Porto. I mean, if they can somehow hold out, I'd be yeah, very that's, impressed. That's the thing. If they can hold out, I mean, the, the goal for Juve will, uh, will do them the world of good in terms of making it closer. But yeah, if, if Porto can hold out, knock a giant out like Juve, big things. And I guess the interesting talking point I think out of that is, you know, if they do hold out and Ronaldo gets knocked out from the round of 16, I guess he thought going to Juve, that was kind of, I guess, switching to another super club to get that a few more shots at getting more Champions League titles. And yeah. uh, the him and Messi rivalry, Messi's not going to win any trophies with Barcelona anymore. He's probably off in the summer. But what does that mean for Ronaldo if they get knocked out here would he be on the move? Because I they mean, don't know in Serie A at this rate either. Yeah. Things are too good. So it's yeah. it's just a weird kind of you'd I think we all expected the script to go, he'd go over there, he'd, you know, take them to a final or at least yeah, at least a final and potentially win it. But if they get knocked out round of sixteen, it would I'd really think, does he try and go back to another maybe <laughs> go back to United or something crazy like that? That's the thing, imagine seeing both of them come to the Premier League at the same time. Because obviously, I mean, if anyone's going to be able to pay Messi the money, it looked like City was going to be the ones that were willing to do it. Um, So to see them come back to to the... See uh, him come to the Premier League for the first time, uh, Ronaldo come back, both of them be playing in Manchester. I mean, that's that's the move that the Premier League would love to see. (laughs) I don't know if he would like... At the same time, footballing-wise, City looked like a whole different fucking unit. I actually don't know how much Messi could possibly add to a team like that. Well, yeah, that's he the, thing. the one who can play literally every position right now. Yeah. yeah, but I think I think maybe even for Messi that could be a good thing because like he's in his almost mid thirties now, um, yeah. and if he can play a little bit less, win trophies still, and there's all the talk about um, him having a couple of years with Man City and in the contract he'd go to New York. Um, I assume there's A-League fans out there who's hoping there's also a year stint in, in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, which would be... Under Paddy Kizdorbo. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> that. Even a 10-game loan stint. Um, and he sees the 10 games out, unlike David Villa. But, yeah, I mean, I think City, City could be the, the good option for him. He gets to work with Pep again. He gets a little bit of a rest. I mean, it looks like City are going to be losing um, Aguero. So yeah. they, need a, they need a star man. And an Argentinian could replace an Argentinian. Yeah. Um, and in, in the knockouts, they've got uh, Gladbach. Uh, I assume you guys also think that's going to be a pretty pretty much rollover from City. Poor Gladbach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You just, but that being said, this happens every every year. Um, it City, doesn't really happen with City in these games. They usually see out these fixtures and then yeah. lose to a stupid one. Yeah. So it's just Monaco, be, like 6 4. <laughs> yeah. I, I can see it just happening is like they'll get through this and then they'll yeah. they generally get drawn really easy in the round of 16 and generally the quarters as well. They'll get the yeah. easier one rounders, but they'll probably slip up the quarters or you know potentially semi-finals. But yeah, I don't know. I kind of I wouldn't like to see, it, but it seems justified for City with mm. how well they're playing. They should would on paper should make a final. Yeah, technically shouldn't have been in the comp this year. Yeah, very much so. Um, And I mean, the storyline with Aguero as well is really interesting because he's always said he doesn't want to leave City till he wins the Champions League. Um, 
And if this is definitely his last year in the club, I'm going to give him a new contract. If there's any year for them to do it, I mean, obviously they could have done it in the past, but they are flying mm. at the moment. They're uh, in the uh, Carabao Cup final. They're probably going to win the league. They'll probably do well in the FA Cup. Um, they very much could be picking up a lot of trophies this year. And if they can get the Champions League as well, I think that really cements um, probably Aguero's legacy and, and, and his time with City. And like they finally, that's, that's the thing they'll be going for. After, after their two league wins, that's what they've wanted. Yeah. I wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me. He hasn't played, I want to say, he's played maybe three, four Premier League games, yeah. but he rocks up in the final one. He scores a Champions League winner against yeah. like yeah. the PSG. Yeah. He's like, and then he'll get injured again. So yeah, <laughs> very much Didier Drogba-esque in, um, in his final, well, final season for that first stint with Chelsea in the, in the 2012 final. Could yeah. be the, the man that scores that winning penalty or, or um, yeah, the winning goal. So there's a, I think there's a good storyline there. So we'll have to keep an eye on it. Um, Atalanta have, Chelsea. Oh, yeah. How, how do you reckon they're going to go against um, Atletico? Yeah, I don't know. So obviously Frank had us uh, top of the group. Um, one of the only English managers to ever do that uh, in a Champions League uh, season. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to change it. Wow. I know, I know. I, can't, I still can't believe he's been sacked. But, uh, yeah, we've turned our fortunes around a little bit. Um, we're still conceding sloppy goals that we shouldn't be. I mean, we probably shouldn't have conceded against Southampton. It was a boring first half, but we had all the ball. Um, I don't know. Atletico are playing like good footy as well. And defensively, a very, very good side. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm confident. I think we can do them, but it's going to be tight. I don't think it'll be like a, a PSG Barca, like big game or anything like that. I think it'll be a really tight two fixtures, like maybe a 1-0 and a 2-1 or something like that. Yeah, Atletico um, and Champions League, you can never tell. I mean, yeah, exactly. Might, if you have them and then uh, Marcus Lorente pops up, I don't know, where are in your hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to see how we go. But uh, I, I think we can do well. I mean, Mason Mount at the moment is is the key man. So if he's playing well, um, Timo scored, obviously, the other week. Um, so he might get on the score sheet. You never know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm... I'm a little bit uh, nervous, but I back us to do it, obviously. I, I would be a fool not to, to back the team. That um, <laughs> yeah. What do you, who do, you, do you guys think that'll be tight? What, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, think, I think reasonably. Um, obviously, Atletico in the Champions League, no one ever wants to draw them, even mm. to, regardless of their form in the league, even though they're killing it in the league. We just know that Simeone's been there for so long. He knows how to set up that team. And the Champions League games, it's always a bloody fight to the end. So yeah. I, I don't know how Tuchel would set set you guys up, but um, I think it could be tight. And I really, I think it could go either way. Is it, who's yeah. home first? Is it well, uh, we're playing in Budapest. Ah, um, oh, classic. Yeah, that so, helps. Yeah, um, no one's technically home. Um, but yeah, so I think, um, because of that fixture, anything could really happen. I mean, Atletico dropped points on the weekends, I believe. Um, Suarez so, loves playing against Chelsea. So. Suarez does. There's no balance love for him to nibble on, but he loved the goal against Chelsea. Um, yeah, I honestly, yeah, that midfield, especially for Atletico, 
Um, and their defense, uh, yeah, they're just a good Champions League team. And All Black is a machine, so it's going to be it's going to be hard for us. But I think we could we could grind it out. So who do we think? I know very premature, but based on the matches we've seen, who do we would we say would be a potential finalists if you're calling based on league form as well? Potential finalists. Wanting us to say PSG or? I'll just say what you want. <laughs> well, uh, based on league form, not PSG. Um, um, nice one against Monaco on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So have that one, Ed. Um, I would say. I mean, you can't. I, I couldn't go past a team like Bayern. Um, they just are very, very good at football. Um, City also are looking very good. Um, it's, it's so hard to tell from a round of 16 because obviously anything can happen and we have four rounds that haven't been played yet. But um, for me, I'd say I'd be looking at City, Bayern and, and PSG probably. I'd like to think Liverpool still has a decent shot because even though they know they're... I mean, cops literally said no. Nah the title's out of reach, but yeah. we've literally been known as a cup team for the last, for as nearly as long as I remember. And for moments like this, it kind of seems like that, even though we haven't actually been playing like we are a cup team at the moment. I mean, we got lucky with, I wouldn't say we got lucky, but we were clinical when Leipzig made silly mistakes. That's how I define it. Yeah. So I don't want to rule us out yet, but I wouldn't pick us as top three favourites. I'd put us, I'd put Bayern and A dark City horse. Yeah, let's go yeah. with Dark Horse. Yeah. Yeah. And Ed? I'd say as well, my Dark Horse, which is a weird one to say, just looking at the fixtures, is I could somehow say Real Madrid, just mm. oh, go home. Uh, I, know, I know, because it's after they won the three in a row, everyone's like, oh, this again. And yeah. I don't know when they got knocked out last year. I think one of the quarters. Um, it was early. Um, so I just can see them kind of, almost quietly, which doesn't sound right for them, just making their way to a semi-final and then anything yeah. can happen. Because they've got to have Atlanta and then if they draw one of the weaker sides there, they could just get the job done. And so it would yeah. be boring and I don't want to see it, but I can also just see, and no one's talking about them at the moment, especially with Barcelona and Tata. So I think quietly they, they might go about their business. Well, see, that's the thing, isn't it? So when... Back when like the groups had finished and this draw kind of happened, Real had a pretty average uh, group stage and weren't looking great in the league. And Atalanta were looking. I mean, as much as it's Real Madrid and they probably like would step up, people were like, "Wow, Atalanta could really really go through on them." And then since then, Atalanta have lost Gomez to Sevilla, um, who's one of their star men, and Real have picked up form in in the league and uh, starting to push uh, Atletico for that title. So. I mean, yeah, it looks almost now like Real will be the more likely to go through in that tie. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, they have they have the experience, um, so I don't I don't see why not that they couldn't get to a semi final. Um, and then yeah, obviously Bayern have Lazio. I'm yeah, I would pick Bayern to to win both of those games. <laughs> I think they'll be big scorelines. Yeah, probably. I mean, Bayern, are, as much as they dropped some points recently, they are. Still an absolutely world-class team. Um, they just won the Club World Cup as well. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if anyone can do it, it's probably them. Um, we had we had a question come in um, Ooh, from, from social media. Um, so, shout out to uh, Gus for, for sending some questions in. Uh, we did touch on it a bit, but he said, can City finally win the Champions League? Obviously, we touched on the storyline stuff, but... Um, do we, uh, will they win it this year or will they stumble 
in in the semis or quarters? Um, I can just see with the storyline, and I, I probably make the parallel with PSG. I would say is they've slowly built up that pedigree in the Champions League. Of you know, from ten years ago, basically not being playing there, to now they're yeah. a staple in the quarters and semis. They've had enough of those tougher games and. You know, those seasons where on paper you should look like you're going to go through and you don't. You know, PSG, once we first signed Mbappe and Neymar and we lost to United in the round of 16. And it was like, yeah. oh, okay, that happened. Once you start having those kind of things where people say you don't have enough of that experience, um, you, they now do. And I can just see that with the form they're picking up, obviously they've had great league seasons in the past and this is the run of form they're on is comparable to that, but as a yeah. season, it's not. I can just see it. I can see it happening for sure. So yeah. I would say, yes, definitely. There's not a better team in world football at the moment, and anything can happen in the you know groups and the rest of the knockout stages. But I think they're probably mature enough, and enough players are kind of at their peak or at the end of their peaks with you know Fernandinho. Yeah. And Aguero, that I can see it happening for sure. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Zav? As much as it pains you to, yeah, to potentially that, say that they're going to win another trophy. Yeah, that's it. I mean, there's a whole new rivalry built up over the last six years since 2013-14 with City. But no, if any year they're going to win it, it's a year when they've finally really got rid of... Well, if they even did have injury problems, other players have risen out of the depths. Like, yeah, the false nine back, they've but, got going with like Foden yeah. and stuff or De Bruyne. Yeah, yeah. With De, you know, De Bruyne has been gone, but Gundogan stepped in. Aguero has been gone, Foden stepped in. Their defense has been resolute and they've got, you know, they've made good signings in Yao Cancelo and Ruben Diaz and Edison yeah. is still an absolute beast. So, look, if it's theirs, I, I feel like it's theirs to take. And theirs or Bayern's. If, um, yeah. Hopefully, they're, you know, they've been unlucky in the past. I mean, that game against Tottenham, they'll probably still rue. Um, but I think, yeah, I think they definitely have the potential and probably have the pedigree to definitely, they should, if they don't get semis, that's like a huge disappointment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just give us the league instead. Oh, is that how it works? (laughs) You'd be happy. Yeah. Well, um, so yeah, some interesting Champions League games coming up and, uh, I'm sure for our next recording, we'll be able to talk about, um, how all those all those ties have ended up, which would be nice to see. And then we can uh, quickly touch on some Europa League. There's so many games, so we're not going to delve uh, too deep into it. But just some highlights from that. You had United absolutely spank Sociedad 4-0. Uh, Young Boys beat Leverkusen 4-3, which was interesting. Uh, Degenex Red Star Belgrade draw two all with AC Milan, who have been uh, pumping it in, in the Italian league. But uh, yeah, get a two-all draw to the Serbian side. And then uh, a one, one from me, Dinamo Zagreb get a, a 3-2 away win against um, Krasnodar. And then, the Rangers game was insane. Yeah, Rangers was that. 4-3 as well, right? That was They were down 3-2 in like oh, yeah. the 80th or something like that. And then yeah. in the space of like 10 minutes, it went 3-3, 4-3. Was, I can't remember the scoreline, but there was a red card as well. Contentious pen. Yeah. Rangers can't do they can't put a foot wrong at the moment. 4-3 versus Royal Antwerp. I mean, yeah, Stevie G's got them playing good football. They're probably gonna win the Scottish or should win the Scottish League. That'll be huge. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, I mean, that could be, it could be great to see uh, Stevie G push them through to a, a deep run in, in Europe as well. Um, obviously, last year they were unlucky to get knocked out. I, it was quite tight. Um, but yeah, they, they could go deep. Um, there's, yeah, so many games in there we could talk about. But um, if we did, we'd be going for probably two hours, I'd say. But um, Arsenal Leicester draw um, against Benfica for Arsenal and Leicester uh, drew nil all against uh slavia prague so uneventful but um yeah i think we could see some some prem sides progressing tottenham also beat wolfersberger 4-1 so yeah bale actually played well i know a goal and an assist who thunk it who thought he could play football still i thought it was just golf (laughs) um but yeah the europa league i think once we get into the round of 16 we'll be able to take a little bit more of an in-depth look at it but because it's around 32 there's so much happening i mean they all play again on on wednesday so we'll know who goes through that next round very shortly mm-hmm. um, but yeah have you guys got a pick for for europa league just a outlandish throwaway who you think who who you think uh, could win one team wolfsburger yeah probably I not i the name and i thought it was wolfsburg but it's not so. no no it's not and if you're named after an animal, fair play. Especially <laughs> here. So, yeah, wish them all the best. Good from you. Zav? Um, pretty hard to – I hate it. United look kind of good. Yeah, yeah so they I, do. I really like to say look kind of good. Um, I want Rangers to win. I think that would be such a good story. But yeah. um, I, go with, I can't see Tottenham doing anything. It would be AC Milan. could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing. I don't know. It's really hard to tell. So, it's yeah. so hard to tell from. Uh, ask from me in Yeah, yeah. We'll get back to you on it. But um, yeah. yeah, I think the the Europa League looks like it's going to be an interesting one. Um, mm-hmm. But shall we shall we get into some trivia to wrap this episode up, boys? Oh, oh yeah. What, on, what if one day I say no? What are you? Uh, then do? I'd then I'd probably cry. Yeah, end the pod there. there yeah. Um, so um, I believe the the scoreboard post episode. Um, should be uh, me and Zav both on two and Ed, you're on one. Ah, okay, great. Well, um, I will start us off then. So, yeah, yeah, this is just a buzz, buzz in. Um, So, can you please tell me who is the only player to have scored in the final of the Champions League, the World Cup and the Euros? Yeah, I used to. Me. I used to know this. I used to watch some knowledge. Wait, what was it? Oh, that was there. No, that was a decent guess. It was, that was a... Champions League, Euros, and World Cup final, right? Yeah. Um, oh, hey, Buzz, Iniesta. Yeah. No, interesting. You go with the Spanish. That's yeah. That's an interesting. Is that a bit of dominance there at World Cup Euros back to back? They yeah. had. Uh, he obviously played in many Champions League finals. Yeah, um, but no, unfortunately not. So you guys are thinking very recent. Um, oh, it's so oh, it's not, early. It's not recent. It's it's well, it's not early. It's just it's just a point in time. It's just a point in time. <laughs> That's broad. Um, <laughs> before two thousand. Before two thousand. What was before two thousand? Like him as a player. All, all of this. <laughs> all of born. All of his goals uh, before two thousand. Should we go one more each and then uh, leave it All right. I'll, I'll give you a hint because you're obviously struggling. So the um, the Euro final was 19, 
1974. Uh, 70, no, the World Cup Finals 1974, the Euro Finals 1972, and the Champions League was 1975. Uh, so that's an era. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have picked this if I would not back you guys to get this. Oh, I'm going to give, give you a sympathy clue here. He shares a last name with a very famous player now. Oh, wow. Very famous player now. All right. No, you guys don't get anything. This is I was going to say Puskas, but... No, that's a good guess. Oh, it's Gerd Muller. Oh, um, of course. What a staple guess. That's, yeah. I was really surprised that didn't, especially once the era got narrowed down. I thought that was going to be quite easy to get. But... Yeah. Um, that's pretty crazy, though, because I was looking through Champions League stats for ages, trying to find one which wasn't Ronaldo. <laughs> and, yeah, because he's just, he's done it yeah, all. But, he's um, got, yeah, yeah he's... World Cup final, um, he's, he's done it all. Good Miller, so most complete player. There, there you, go. you go. No points for anyone. Well done, Edward. Oh, wow. European bias. Oh, so no points. Sorry, boys. Yeah. No, good question. Good question. It was a real uh, brain teaser. I liked it. Brain. Yeah. Um, as always, oh, I've, I've gone on theme um, and we've seen a couple of hat-tricks in our A-League oh. match week uh, wrap-ups. Oh, have, you, have you predicted this question, have you? No, I thought I'd try to. I thought I'd predicted something else anyway. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. Oh. Okay, well, I've gone with um, only one player has ever scored a hat-trick as a substitute in A-League history. Who was it? Oh, my God. If you can't think of anything, I can give you a clue before you answer one. Mm. Uh, I feel like we should both just guess. <laughs> I'm trying to think of A-League. Oh, I don't think he would be. It's hard because as a substitute, you're not, you're not thinking of generic goal scores, right? Yeah. So, I feel Broski. It's not Broski, no. No, okay. No. Um, right. Okay, oh, what was that game where we had two hat-trick scorers? I don't feel... Ah, uh, Jamie McLaren. No, it's not. But that was a good guess. There were O'Donovan and McLaren are two of the only people to score a hat-trick in the same game together in the A-League, I found out. Um, yeah. No, so uh, the, do, you want, do you want a clue? Yes, please. Yeah, so... Um, uh, I'll give you... So he... Um, he is Brazilian. Um, oh, and, Buzz. Yeah. Enrique. Nice. Yeah, Enrique for the oh. raw. Hat-trick oh. off the bench in a, in a 4 nil win. Yeah, you know what? He definitely is the sort of player who would. Yeah. 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 If, I'd, if I'd said nicknamed uh, – is he nicknamed the Slippery Fish? Slippery yeah. Fish. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I was like, that might be a little bit too easy. No. Oh. Um, That's a good, good question because I was happy with that. That was, yeah. that was nice. That was a nice fun trip that I saw when researching. No, I love it. All right. So Ed's got the potential to leapfrog both of you into the top. Um, so mine is always a little bit more complex because I like to be more complex. Yeah. Um, I'll just how I'm holding accordion, table turners. <laughs> so the person who gets who, who will get the point is the one who can get the most correct people, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Do we take it in turns or...? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, which five goalkeepers have scored in the Premier League? Buzz. Um, yes. Tim Howard. That's one. Uh, 
Buzz Asmir Begovic. That's one each. Buzz, uh, Peter Schmeichel. 2-1. Buzz, Brad Friedel. 2-2. Two, two. There's one left, lads. I didn't know Brad Friedel scored. Because I'm, I'm big brain. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, I think the other one I because I, I've seen is like this highlight package, and the fifth one I do not recognize the name. Um, I'm uh, I'm gonna go with um, oh, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, okay, well I think we just buzz each, but if not, we'll split the points. I don't know. Should I give a couple of his clubs? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. We'll get it. Let's get a clue. His most appearances were for Blackburn and for Tottenham. Oh, Buzz. Tim Flowers? No. Yeah. Oh. You could come work on with all the chocolates today. But oh, get and I love chocolates. And there's no points in if this happens. No. no. We both should get a point. Half a point. Uh, it's been quite impressive. I'll give you both a point. Okay. Oh, um, ah, God. Okay. For Tottenham. Oh. What was his name? The oh no, he played for Arsenal. I was gonna say David Seaman. Yeah, that was Arsenal. Oh yeah, yeah. Paul Robinson. Oh, oh okay. I'm surprised we got. I didn't. I didn't know Brad Friedel scored. I'm surprised we both got two each. Did not back you guys to go one for one for one for one. Yeah, well, that yeah. was impressive. Absolutely Pretty- wild. Um, so yeah, if we just update that score sheet, sorry, I just, uh, I'm just interested to see what that does. Well, uh, if Ed <laughs> and I get a, yeah, if Ed and I get a, at a point each um, there, and Ed got a point in my question, if my calculations are correct, Ed and I are now on three, and Zab's on two, so I am not losing. Right? Wow! So this is literally like Liverpool won the title last year, and now it's time to slip. <laughs> okay. There you go. It's all right, boys. Yeah, trivia, trivia will uh, continue for the rest of the uh, football seasons. Um, there's plenty of time for you to come back in. Uh, we've, we've done so much trivia now that I, whenever I look for A-League records, I'm like, have I asked that already? Yeah. Um, but uh, eventually we will get through all the football trivia, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but no, thank you very much, boys. Thank you for, for staying up uh, post-Sydney game. Um, I know you both probably have busy days at, at work tomorrow. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for... Uh, dropping in have you got any final words of wisdom about the the football upcoming um go go all the teams put in a good effort to all yeah that's very nice ed zav i don't know how to beat that he's literally just (laughs) go every team go all the teams go Go i like that chick who just wants everyone to have a good time at a sport she doesn't know (laughs) fun Special shout out to Chicken Tikka Mosala. We're in the futsal grand final this Thursday. So oh, yeah. Well done, course. all the uh, Chicken Tikka Mosala players. Um, Thank you very much. But no, it, boys, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. And I'm sure we will see each other very soon for, for another podcast. Um, if you have made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Be sure to check out our socials. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram, Chitty Chatter. Um, we're talking about football on there pretty regularly kits and stuff like that so yeah be sure to check us out throw us a follow and uh, if you send us in a question for the episodes you you might get a shout out Um, but we will speak to you soon thank you very much for listening and see you later